Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like how God, no one at all, gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? No one at all. Oh, how we love you, Lord. Welcome back, friends and family, to this episode of Daily Bread. Pastor Dave here in the podcasting studio talking about the Ten Commandments. Today, we're going to talk about Commandments 8, 9, and 10. Ambitious, but we're going to try. There's one commandment that sounds so simple, yet a good case can be made that this simple commandment encompasses all the others. Exodus 20, in verse 15, it says this, you must not steal. How does do not steal encompass all the others? Well, murder is stealing of another person's life. Adultery is stealing of another person's spouse. Coveting is the desire to steal what belongs to another person. And giving false testimony is stealing justice. So in a way, stealing kind of covers these other commandments. This commandment is unique in another way. It's the only commandment that is completely open-ended. The others are very, very specific. The fifth states that it is our parents whom we should honor. The sixth, about murder, is about taking the life of an innocent human being. The seventh, about adultery, is also specific to a married person. However, the commandment against stealing doesn't even hint about what it is that we are forbidden to steal, which means that we cannot take anything that belongs to another person. And that, in turn, means three really big things. The first is this. The commandment against stealing has always been understood to mean that we are not allowed to steal another human being. Kidnapping. That is why no one could ever use the Bible to justify the most common form of slavery, the kidnapping of human beings, and selling them into slavery. Critics of the Bible argue that the Bible allowed slavery, but in nearly all cases, the slavery described in the Bible is what's known as indentured servitude, the selling of oneself to another person for a fixed period of time in order to work off a debt. That had nothing to do with the kidnapping of free people, such as what was done in Africa and elsewhere that was expressly forbidden by the Eighth Commandment. The second big reason for the commandment is the sanctity of people's property. Just as we are forbidden to steal people, we are forbidden to steal what people own. It has been shown over and over that private property, beginning with land ownership, is indispensable in creating a free and decent society. Every oppressive regime takes away property rights. Better think twice about that HOA. The truth is, theft of property quickly results in theft of freedom and ultimately massive theft 
of life. The third big reason behind do not steal concerns the many non-material things each person owns, their reputation, their dignity, trust, and their intellectual property. Reputation. Stealing a person's good name through libel, slander, or gossip is a very destructive form of theft because unlike money or property, once a person's good name has been stolen, it can almost never be fully restored. Dignity. The act of stealing a person's dignity is known as humiliation, and humiliating a person, especially in public, can do permanent damage to perhaps the most precious thing any of us own, our dignity. Stealing a person's trust is known as deceiving someone. One example is tricking people into buying something that you know has defects, yet you withhold that information. Another example would be when someone deceives another person with insincere proclamations of love in order to obtain material or sexual favors. What about a person's intellectual property? This form of theft includes anything from copying software or downloading music and movies without paying for them. Stealing a life, a person, a spouse, material property, intellectual property, reputation, dignity, or trust. There is hardly any aspect of human life that is not harmed, sometimes irreparably so, by stealing. I believe the eighth, do not steal, would all by itself make for a very beautiful world. The ninth commandment is this, Exodus 20 and verse 16, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. This means two things. One, do not lie when testifying in court. And two, do not lie. Remember, in order for an action to be prohibited or demanded in the Ten Commandments, it has to be fundamental in making civilization. As important as donkey riding may have been when the Ten Commandments were given, the Ten Commandments contains no command to ride your donkey responsibly. Why? Because society could survive bad donkey riders, but it cannot survive contempt for the truth, whether inside or outside the courtroom. If people testify falsely in a courtroom, there can be no justice, and without even the hope of justice, there can be no civilization. The Hebrew Bible was so adamant on this subject that the punishment imposed on a witness who gave false testimony was the same as the punishment that would have been handed out to the accused had the false testimony been believed. But the commandment is clearly concerned with truth generally, not just in the courtroom. There are many important values in society, but truth is probably the most important. Goodness and compassion may be the most important values in the micro or, or personal realm, but in the macro or societal realm, truth is even more important than compassion or kindness. Sadly, a great lie will allow otherwise respectable and intelligent individuals to participate in great evils. Black slavery was made possible by the lie that some humans are inferior to others. The Holocaust would have been impossible without tens of millions of people believing the lie that Jews were inferior to the Aryans. 
and communist totalitarianism was entirely based on lies. There is only so much evil that can be done by individual sadists and psychopaths. In order to murder millions, vast numbers of otherwise normal, even decent people must believe lies. Mass evil is committed not because a vast number of people seek to be cruel, but because they are fed lies that convince them that what is evil is actually good. One big obstacle to truth-telling is that believers in causes, including good causes, that don't place truth as a central value will be tempted to lie on behalf of their cause, and there are many, many examples. In the 1980s, to promote the cause of the homeless, the leading activists on their behalf claimed that there were two to three million homeless in the United States. Years later, he admitted on national television that he had to come up with a number and made that one up. The real number was between 250 and 350,000. Similarly, the groups in the fight against cancer were caught greatly exaggerating the number of women who get breast cancer each year. Why? In order to frighten more women into getting more mammograms. Again, lying on behalf of a good cause. Why is lying on behalf of a good cause destructive? Because if we don't know what's true, how and where do we know how to properly allocate society's limited resources? And in the worst cases, it distorts society's priorities and therefore does great harm. This commandment is here to warn all of us that with very few exceptions, such as the immediate saving of innocent life, no cause is more important than truth-telling. Lastly, the Tenth Commandment. Six, seven, eight, and nine are the ones that prohibit acts of evil, murder, adultery, stealing, and perjury. And then there's the one commandment that prohibits the thing that leads to murder, adultery, stealing, and perjury. Exodus 20 and verse 17. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. In order to understand this commandment and its unique significance, the first thing is to understand that this is the only one of the Ten Commandments that legislates thought. All the other commandments legislate behavior. In fact, of the 613 laws in the five books of Moses, virtually none prohibit thought. Why then does the Ten Commandments include a law that prohibits thought? Because it is coveting that so often leads to evil. Simply put, Coveting is what leads to violating the preceding four commandments, the ones against murder and adultery and stealing and perjury. Think about it. Why do people do those things? In most cases, it's because they covet something that belongs to another person. Obviously, that is the reason people steal. Thieves covet their victim's property. It's also the reason for many murders. And coveting is obviously the reason for adultery, wanting the spouse of another person. As for perjury, or bearing false witness, as the Ten Commandments says, that is done in order to cover up all these other crimes that are caused by coveting. 
In order to understand why coveting is the one thought that is prohibited in the Ten Commandments, and one of the only thoughts prohibited in the entire Old Testament, we need to understand what coveting means, and equally important, what it does not mean. To covet is much more than to want. It means to want to the point up to seeking to take away and own something that belongs to another person. See the two elements here? Seeking to own and belongs to another person. Seeking to own does not mean just envying or, in the case of your neighbor's spouse, just lusting after. Neither envy nor lust is prohibited in the Ten Commandments. Uncontrolled envy, uncontrolled lust, can surely lead to bad things, and they can both be psychologically and emotionally destructive, but neither one is prohibited in the Ten Commandments. Why? Because neither is the same as coveting. It is coveting that almost inevitably leads to stealing, to adultery, and sometimes even to murder. Let me explain it in this way. The Tenth Commandment does not prohibit you from saying, wow, what a great house, or car, or spouse my neighbor has. I wish I had such a house, or car, or spouse. That may end up being destructive, but it may also end up being constructive. How? It may spur you to work harder to improve your life so that you can obtain a house, or a car, or a spouse like your neighbor's. It is when you want to seek to gain possession of the specific house, car, or spouse that belongs to another person that evil ensues, and that is what the Tenth Commandment prohibits. Therefore, one of these Ten Commandments, these Ten Basic Rules of Life, must be that we simply cannot allow ourselves to covet what belongs to our neighbor. Whatever belongs to another person must be regarded as sacrosanct, sanctified, holy, untouchable. We cannot seek to own anything that belongs to another because only evil will come of it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Daily Bread. I hope you've enjoyed this short run-through of the Ten Commandments, what they reveal about the heart of God, and how it impacts our lives. Make sure to explore our archive of messages on YouTube by typing Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Towers, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no one like-